listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Yes, we welcome you in to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. I'm your host, Timothy Lambert Monk, and we are here. It is week one. We have made it, and I hope you are looking forward to the season just as much as I am. Last call for the last man standing competitions and the pick em against spread competitions. All you need to do to enter, it's free to enter and you get a couple of free merchandises there for the full 10 yards, which is obviously the most sought after pieces of merchandise in the fantasy football industry. Head over to our social media at full 10 yards and it will be our pinned tweet there. Again, free to enter. All you have to do is pick a team to win each week for the last man standing. You can't pick a team more than once. And on, against the sped pick'em, you're picking the handicap lines for every game. Uh, most correct selections win a prize. So today, uh, podcast is going to be slightly different because uh, by the time this goes out, I'm actually away on holiday um, with my wife up in the north of Scotland. Uh, so there'll be plenty of pictures there. If you want to check those out, that'd be at Tim underscore Monk 85 on social media there or Instagram, uh, Tim D Monk or, or something like that anyway. Um, but yeah, taking a week, a week off, getting away. Um, no signal up there really, apart from maybe the hotels we stay in, Wi-Fi. So can't wait for that. That'd be good. Um, yeah, but just on, on today's episode, I'm going to have, uh, obviously Lee Wakefield is going to join us to preview all the week one games. Uh, and then Adam uh, Adam Wolford of Touchdown Tips is going to give us uh, his best bets for the weekend. Going to do a little segment on, on Saturday, Sunday, have a little uh, short episode about uh, to any time touchdown scorers, uh, kickers and a bit more fantasy, a bit of a deeper fantasy look uh, each game. And that'll probably just be me at this point um, with a few other little bits in there as well. Hope you enjoy it. So um, week one is here. All your fantasy drafts hopefully are all done now by the time this you, you listen to this podcast. So let's get into it, I suppose. Uh, Lee um, is going to join us now. It's the moment everyone has been waiting for. It's week one preview. Football is finally here. It's September, and it's this is probably the uh, the best the best point in the season, Lee. I suppose, in a sense that you've you've got seventeen weeks of, of football ahead of you. Obviously, sixteen weeks for fantasy and, and playoffs as well. So you've you know you've got the whole road ahead. Uh, I know because it goes quite quickly. But um, for for me, this is probably apart from maybe draft day, the the most exciting part of the season. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a, it's a long off season always, isn't it? It's something that we long for for the for the long summer month. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Now it's back, and it's only a few days away. Um, preseason for me, I don't know if it's the same for you, but preseason for me just doesn't whet the appetite enough. Okay. Um, not the not, not the football. You know, it's interesting from the, the sort of ma- uh, the management of the uh, the roster's point of view. But yeah, it's good to have proper uh, football back on the way, and uh, yeah. Let's get down to it. Let's get down to it indeed. Yeah, just a word of warning for our listeners. So we're recording this on a Saturday, um, obviously because I'm away on holiday for the, the start of week one. So I'm not able to to get recording in. So, we, you know, any, anything to do with injuries uh, that obviously we get to, obviously in the future, you know, but stuff about Carson Wentz, obviously we'll get to Philadelphia first up. But yeah, just, just like you're aware that we're recording on Saturday. So just uh, be aware of uh, the time of recording. We don't really know much in the way of injuries. We don't really know much in the way of news for, for those games. So we're kind of going a bit a bit blind, if you like. But hopefully the most of the storyline should stay the same. And we're, we're obviously assuming that the people that are healthy stay healthy and the people that are injured probably stay injured. So let's start up then, Lee, with the first game, opening night, Atlanta strolling into Philadelphia and demolishing the Eagles. Uh, at least that's what... <laughs> that's at least what I hope anyway. 
Um, yeah, obviously the, the big one here, like I said about the injury news, is Carson Wentz is, is the big main storyline. Obviously, Alshon Jeffries is now you know going to miss the first couple of games. It was it's confirmed the last couple of days. Um, so this game pretty much centres around Carson Wentz, really uh, for me. I don't think personally he'll play. I reckon it'd be Nick Foles, and that's why I've been banging the drum for the last couple of weeks uh, to, to get on the Falcons plus three and a half on the handicap. Yeah, it, it depends who you're listening to, isn't it? I saw that um, Lane Johnson came out and said that he looks ready, um, in his opinion. But then there's a lot of people coming out and saying he's not, and he's only been cleared to play 11 on 11 in practice. So, yeah, I'd go I'd go the same way you, you're going, that I'd probably uh, think they wouldn't risk their star QB, and I think it would falls. Um, and, yeah, like you say, that's going to make the, the Falcons big favourites, um, in my opinion, because it's just, it's just a massive drop-off. I know Spoles won the Super Bowl, but you know it's, it's it was a sort of once in a lifetime uh, opportunity, and he took it. But whether he can maintain that through the regular season when there's not as much uh, pressure on is a uh, is a different story altogether. Uh, so yeah, I'd have the Falcons over over the Eagles as well for that one. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's quite a lot of other players, as I say, as well, well documented over the offseason, how many players have come back from injury or surgery. Obviously, Alshon Jeffries won, but there's a couple of guys on defence as well. So I do think that they could be potentially slow starters, so maybe Super Bowl hangover, um, which is, you know, it's not uncommon. Uh, I, I can just see the Philadelphia Eagles getting off to a slow start the first couple of weeks. Uh, I know their, their schedule's maybe a tiny bit favourable until maybe Wentz re- returns. But yeah, I mean, it's all well in saying that he looks good and he's ready, but he's no, he's not been hit he's not been contacted he hasn't had to move around the pocket they're not going to get him in scrambling drills in, in training are they you know I, I think i still think he's a month or two away from being 100 percent. and again i don't think they just they don't want to risk it and i think they'll, they'll i just see i can see him taking a loss but the other on the other side of the ball atlanta interesting to see what they're like on the offense in terms of uh, second year under steve sarkeesian i know uh, matt ryan's come out and said that uh, there's a lot more comfort there. Uh, I don't think it can get any more uncomfortable than last season, to be quite honest. Although they were unlucky not scoring that many touchdowns. Um, I, but I, I, I think, in general, I think this actually might be a low-scoring affair. Obviously, there was a low-scoring affair in the playoff game last season uh, in the divisional round. Uh, just I think it's just maybe the one or two touchdowns in in the whole game. I can certainly even see this be, being a low-scoring game as well. So there's not many actually players from a fantasy perspective that I actually really like in this game. Yeah, no, I'd go along with that, to be fair, because it's, it's going to be an opening match between two NFC favourites. Um, yeah, it's going to be quite cagey, perhaps, especially if Foles are starting at um, quarterback for Philadelphia. They're not going to be really expansive and ask him to you know, beat the beat the, uh, the Falcons on his own. They're going to be relying on the run game, perhaps, and uh, trying to play good defence first, and yeah, that could lead to a low-scoring affair. Yeah, yeah, no, I see Starts and sits, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, especially because, like you say, Fulton uh, Jeffrey's not going to play and he's the, the main guy uh, on wide receiver for the Eagles. So maybe looking at Jones, Julio Jones, to come back in and get big numbers. Uh, like they bounce back from like a low touchdown season. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be difficult to it's going to be difficult to pick a, a, a you know one or two names out for either team really. Yeah, I mean the the one the one I picked out was Nelson Aguilar, obviously with uh, Alshon Jeffrey going down. If if Nick Foles uh, starts to quarterback, uh, even in, in the in the event that Wentz does as well, I think Aguilar is going to get a lot of targets. So PPR Nelson Aguilar, I really like and Zach Ertz. But yeah, I, I thought it's quite hard actually to pick out anything for the Atlanta Falcons because I don't really know what they're going to look like this season. Uh, you know, if they've changed anything up from last season to maybe help their touchdown uh, percentage. But Calvin Ridley might be one that that kind of has you know like a Kenny Goddard day last season for Detroit. I, like, 
had a couple of touchdowns in the first game. Um, I could potentially see a similar storyline there for Calvin Ridley, um, you know, kind of announcing himself on on the NFL stage if they maybe uh, Eagles neutralise Julio Jones a little bit. Yeah, no, it's a good shout actually. Yeah, I like that. Cool. All right, so are you going Atlanta or Philly for that one? You're going Atlanta with me. Yeah, I'm going Atlanta, definitely. Come yeah. on, come on, come on, come on, come on. So excited. That, <laughs> even, 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 if, even if Dallas lose at Carolina uh, on, on Sunday, as long as Philadelphia lose to Atlanta, uh, that will make me both rich and very happy. So we'll, we, <laughs> we, we shall move on. Six o'clock Sunday games. Uh, Bills at Ravens. Bit of a slam dunk on this one. Although I will just say, uh, I was actually quite impressed. I looked at some preseason plays and I, I saw one of the Josh Allen's first touchdown uh, to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ray 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 McLeod or something. My God, what a zip! What a zip on that ball. He's got a cannon of an arm. Uh, Josh Allen squeezing that one through a couple of defenders. That was quite impressive. Um, but I really like the Ravens' defense this week uh, in in fantasy, and I, I just can't see anything but a Ravens stroll in a park at home to to Buffalo. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Um, just on the Josh the Josh Allen thing. Yeah, he's got a great arm, but it's, it kind of reminds me of um, that old saying about um, clocks that have stopped being right twice a day. Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's obviously going to get it right. Sometimes it's going to look great, and that's what happened in college, and that's what made everyone fall in love with him. But um, you know, it's the accuracy. It's always the accuracy with him, and if he can get that right, then he's got a chance. But mm. it's going to be a leap. Um, obviously, he wasn't, we both was into all this, but obviously wasn't playing against great defenses in his college career. And um, when he did, he generally didn't play back that well. Mm. But the best of luck to him. Um, obviously, we've we've had um, not some nasty words, but we've not exactly rated him very highly throughout the summer. And um, yeah. We'll see how he goes. But yeah, the, the Ravens, obviously, a very experienced defence. It's going to be difficult for him. Um, yeah, I can't see anything but a Ravens win, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, well, we ha- we haven't exactly been as harsh as Jalen Ramsey, maybe towards Josh Allen. Um, and I, sp- I suppose there's still a little bit of a question mark there as whether it is Josh Allen or uh, Nathan Peterman. I think I've, I've I've heard reports that and, and little murmurs that is it will be Nathan Peterman be fit, be being fed to the walls for the first couple of weeks to bring Josh Allen in. I think it'd be a mistake to start Josh Allen, but um, yeah, no, it's just obviously you know if you see something that changes, not necessarily changes your mind, but see something good about someone, you obviously you've got to be fluid and you know be able to change your opinion. Um, just on the on the fantasy perspective, say really like Ravens defense they could come up with multiple interceptions fumbles etc etc so you know they're they're locked and loaded Uh, I would leave uh, Michael Crabtree alone um, the, one, the guy that I'd go as a deep one is, is John Brown. He's he's had a lot of good training camp reviews, mixed reviews, and but you know um, he's healthy now. So it'd be interesting to see actually. You know, John Brown could actually be the highest scoring wide receiver in in that team. Yeah, potentially. Um, the, the Bills have got quite a decent defense, though. You know, they've got Trey White on the outside. Um, they've got a couple of decent players uh, up front as well. Uh, so yeah, they, they could they could um, be. A decent opponent for. I think the way this game's going to work is that both offenses are probably not going to be as good, but the defense is going to be on top. So again, probably quite a low-scoring affair. So yeah, another one that's difficult for um, any pump to pick out fantasy-wise. But yeah, maybe the Ravens' defense, like we said, that's maybe the best one to go with. Yeah. Uh, you know, last time we saw Nathan Peterman, even if he started, obviously he committed a lot of turnovers. Mm. So if it's the same again, then the, you know, if you've got the Ravens' defense, that could, you could be quids in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what we'll do at the end early is we'll we'll post our, our kind of our starts of the week, so the players we like most at each position, um, and and let's say Ravens defense will more than likely be there for me. So let's move on then to another another interesting game: Jags at Giants. Now again, I think this is everyone says that the Jaguars are gonna are gonna go in and absolutely maul the Giants. Could be a bit of a trap game for the defense, the Jaguars defense actually, because you know. 
if Eli is at least competent, there's a lot of guys on on that offense now. Uh, I know the offensive line's not great, but it could actually be a sneaky high-scoring game this one. Yeah, no, I definitely think that. Um, if if Blake Bottles can manage the game quite well and not commit turnovers, so the Jags can stay on the field, I think because he's not got a star wide receiver, he's going to have to spread it round, which might actually suit him down to the ground. He's not got four speed anyone. He can just take his open and his first read. If they're open, he doesn't have to go through his progressions too often and make you know mental mistakes. And yeah, so it could be quite a high scoring game. Obviously, the Jags have got a great defense, and but the Giants have got a really good offense on paper. Um, just going on to my um, sort of starts and sits, I think Evan Ingram will be one of mine. Um, I think he's going to have a really good t- uh, season at tight end for the Giants. And I think his matchup with um, Kelvin Smith over the middle, um, a Jags linebacker that I rate really, really highly. Um, it could be the battle to watch. Um, everyone's obviously going to be watching OBJ versus Jalen Ramsey. But I think uh, Evan Ingram versus um, Kelvin Smith could be another one to watch. Really underrated matchup. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think uh, on the other side, for on the offense for Jacksonville, um, it's quite a blessing in disguise for, for fantasy owners, I suppose. I mean, obviously, it's sad to see Mark Reesley obviously getting that big contract out for the season. But actually, it kind of makes the, the wide receiving a bit more clear now, you know, with uh, Dante Moncrief, Didi Westbrook and Keelan Cole. Uh, but I think Leonard Fournette should should eat quite a lot here. I don't, I don't really rate the New York Giants defence. So I think it's a, it'll in a sense be a, a ground and pound uh, from Jacksonville. And it's just a case of whether... Yeah, it, the, the Giants can can, can strike on, on that defence, but they've got the weapons to do so. Um, yeah, I, I really like Evan Ingram um, as a start. I also like Sterling Shepard as well. I think obviously OBJ might be marked out of the game a little bit. He'll have a couple of catches maybe because he's, he's that good. He can he can beat Jalen Ramsey, etc. But yeah, no, I, I think over the middle is where the, the Giants will succeed. Uh, and obviously Eli getting on on in age, he's, he's not going to throw the, a deep bomb as much as maybe he used to. So I, I do like those two as a kind of a PPR kind of play. Yeah, I'd wish, um, another thing that I wish for at this game is um, for both OBJ and Jaden Ramsey to be mic'd up. Yeah. That, could be, that could be really interesting to watch sort of after the game. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it should be an interesting one. I mean, I'll probably take the Jags to win just on the defence. and um, But it, it, it's certainly, I don't, I wouldn't consider it a shock that if the Giants, if the Giants won in a, in a low scorer. Um, yeah, be an interesting one. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Any, anything, yeah. anything else for Jags, Giants? I was, just, I was just saying intriguing game, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, no, so next one up, uh, Bucks at Saints. Now, this I don't think this one's a slam dunk either. Now, I know, obviously, um, Jameis Winston's not playing, Ryan Fitzpatrick is in, um, but obviously the Bucks shocked the Saints last season, uh, I think at the back end of December. Uh, I, I know, obviously, the Saints didn't really play um, they're, they're maybe their first stringers or, or what have you, but um, yeah, I can certainly see Bucks putting up a fight. The, the main storyline for me in this one is to see how the Bucks' defense has improved, if at all, from from last season. I know they're a bit of a uh, bit of a dumpster fire last season, but they've improved a hell of a lot on on defense through free agency and draft. So, it'd be quite interesting to see how long they can stifle the Saints for. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've, they've made a lot of improvements from uh, at least through, on paper through um, free agency and through the draft. So, it might be a bit of a, a bit of a tough uh, running game for the, the Saints, especially since they're missing Mark Ingram. But as we, as we spoke about in previous um they're not going to play Alvin Kamara for the full amount of snaps. They're not going to increase those snaps to just take the full-time role. Uh, it be a tough round for the Saints, which would, would make it a game, I would say. The Saints are going to come away, come towards the end. They might be low-scoring at 
Okay, yeah, so for me, I just can't see this going anyway, but a Saints win, to be honest. Um, like you say, yeah, they've improved quite a lot on the ground um, in the defence for Tampa Bay with a lot of acquisitions in free agency and through the draft with Vita Bayer. Um, it might cause some problems for the running game of the Saints quite early because obviously they're not going to increase the snaps of uh, Alvin Kamara. So it, they might struggle for a little bit early on. It might be quite low scoring, maybe at half time, but then I think that the Saints will work it out. So they've got Sean Payton, who's a great offensive mind, and Drew Brees, who's a great quarterback. And I just think they'll find a way just to grind Tampa Bay down in the end. And I think they'll they'll come away with quite a clear win. Um, but I don't think it'd be easy. No. But I do think it'd be yeah, no, but it might be interesting to see what the half-time handicap or the first quarter handicap is for the Bucks and take them maybe. But um, that, that's for that's for the uh, the gambling part of the show. But yeah, no, I, th- I think it, it, at the end it's kind of like a, a horse race where a horse goes away at the end, maybe, maybe final furlong, but gets in a bit of trouble uh, to begin with. And I say they struggled last season against Tampa Bay, like at week sixteen, week seventeen, or something. So um, yeah, I say I know it's, it's, it will be a slam dunk in, in the end, maybe, but no, maybe not not to begin with. If you're, you know, they'll probably be a, a popular last man standing type of pick. Yeah, potentially. Mm-hmm. Unless unless it's one of those nights where Ryan Fitzpatrick can show some fit magic, I don't think uh, it's going to go any other way. No, no, I agree. Okay, talking of magic, uh, Texans at Patriots. Obviously, this game had a lot of magic last season and mainly due to Deshaun Watson. Uh, obviously, in the big uh, 33-36 defeat to uh, New England in, in Foxborough last season. Could be pretty much the same this season. I think the couple of storylines for me in this one, Deshaun Watson, what what is he like? He's not been, obviously, I don't think he's been the greatest in preseason. Um, but obviously, if he can return to some of the form that he showed last year at, at Foxborough at Seattle, um, we could be in for another another special game. But on the other side of the ball, defense, what they what they can be like. You know, there's a lot of talent on there now, and it's just about staying healthy. But they could cause the Patriots a lot of problems at this one, even though they're away uh, at Foxborough. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously JJ Watt's going to be back, isn't he? So that obviously gives the Houston defense and the crowd probably quite a big boost as well to see their star man back. Um, yeah, like you say, it's going to be. Going to be difficult for Sean Watson. The Patriots are always interesting on defense, and that's going to be one really interesting point. Obviously, now that Matt Patricia's moved out of town, where what's the New England defense going to be? What's their what's their what their, what's their defense going to look like? Obviously, Belichick uh, has a, a a big hand in their defense, so it might not be changed too much. But it's going to be interesting, obviously, with the new coordinator, um, and obviously, Sean Watson's not the most experienced at quarterbacks, and obviously, Belichick's the master at catching. Uh, young or rookie quarterbacks out with some exotic looks and some things that we haven't seen before. Um, I would probably go for a Patriots win since they're there at home, but um, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. Yeah, and no, I agree. Just to recap on on last year's game, Sean Watson, 22 completions, 33 attempts, 301 yards and a touchdown, 41 rush yards to go as well. Obviously, they would have won if it wasn't for the late Brandon Cooks touchdown. For a fantasy perspective, I really like Chris Hogan. Um, he's obviously going to be a target monster. Obviously, Gronk is a, is a locked and loaded starter because you're drafting him. You draft him early. You're not going to put him ever on the bench um, if, if he's obviously healthy. Um, yeah, I, I think the backfield is a bit of a nightmare. Uh, I'd probably call it a minefield rather than a backfield. Um, obviously, the Sony Michelle. Uh, is back in. I think he's back in training. So yeah, it could be a three-headed monster, and I don't really want to pick. Obviously, I want a bit of the backfield, but I don't know which one to pick. So which is why I kind of plump for James White for most of the most of my best ball leagues, or you know, kind of my hot takes that we that we had last week on the show. But yeah, I think it could be a high-scoring game. So there, there could be a lot of guys that you can start uh, and be, and be happy with the with the end result really. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right there. I think yeah, I always avoid Patriots backfield. Obviously, they. 
have such a Swiss Army knife sort of range in their backfield. Um, they sort of use certain players for certain situations, which obviously is totally unknown what's going to happen throughout the game before the game. Yeah. Uh, Rex Burke has an interesting name. They seem to really like him up there. Um, yeah. And obviously, Michelle's probably not going to be fully healthy. So he, he's obviously not going to play his full stat count if he plays at all. Mm. I think Burkehead could be the one to benefit the most because I think he's sort of the most all-rounded player in that backfield yeah. after Michelle now. Yeah. So yeah, if I had to pick one, then he'd be where I'm placing my money. Yeah, I mean, probably a bit of advice as well is if if a remember Mike Gillisey last year, obviously started hot first couple of games. Um, maybe a bit of advice would be if you ha- if you have a, in the New England money back that, that hits it off the first couple of weeks, maybe then trade them away for a, for a, a really high price and get and get a, a decent player on on your squad that's going to be a bit more, more a bit more consistent. But yeah, I agree. Rex Burkhead's probably the one to own because he's he's um, trusted in the red zone as well, saying so, he he can go all around the formation. But so we won't dwell on that too much. Let's move straight on to 49ers at Vikings. Kirk Cousins will be obviously looking to create a good impression in his first home game since his big money move from the Washington Redskins. Dalvin Cook obviously will also be looking to pick up where he left off last season before injury struck him down for the season. Um, I don't really see much in the way of um, happiness for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, and the 49ers in this game. I think Jimmy Garoppolo will taste defeat for the first time. Uh, any, What are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, it's going to be difficult for Jimmy G against that defence you know, potentially one of the best, if not the best, defense in the league. Uh, personally, I'd say the Jags, I think I've said that before, but it's definitely going to be, you know, maybe one, two or three with Vikings defense. They're going to throw a lot at Jimmy G. They don't uh, have to blitz to create pressure. They're a very good defense. They've got great people on the back end as well. Uh, so, yeah, I think he will taste defeat um, the first time in a Niners uniform. I think the questions on social media about, you know, when will Jimmy G ever lose will stop, which I'm quite bad of. Um, but one to watch is actually from um, the Niners' side, and um, saving Marquise Goodwin. He's impressed in, um, in pre-season, he's impressed in training camp. There's a lot of buzz created about Jimmy G and his sort of chemistry going forward. So yeah, I think uh, I think he's one to watch. I'd definitely give him a start, maybe if you're struggling for a bit of wide receiver depth in this early stage. Yeah, I mean, if you if, yeah, you're, I mean, if you're struggling for wide receiver depth uh, uh, just after your draft, you, you're probably doing fantasy football wrong. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's always injuries and things like that that people might have picked up. Um, you know, yeah. people with bad matchups, perhaps. Uh, yeah, so definitely Chucky Man. He's going to be a deep threat. He's going to, he's like I say, he's, he's uh, got this chemistry with Jimmy G, apparently. So yeah, he'd definitely be one to watch, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, and no, I agree. Um, yeah, from from a maybe Minnesota side. Hey, maybe more of like a deeper dive, sort of a, a sleeper hit. Oh yeah, no, struggling yeah. for um, depth, so maybe. Yeah, I mean, George Kittle was another one. I know he's been a little bit banged up in preseason, but George Kittle could get a, a, a few receptions and garbage time stuff if the Vikings head out to a, to a big lead early on. Um, but I think from a Minnesota standpoint, obviously everyone you're starting, you're probably more than confident in. Um, not overly hyped on, on Kirk Cousins, but he should post some, a decent week this week anyway. Uh, moving on to maybe one of the less uh, fancier games of the Sunday slate. Uh, Sunday six o'clock Titans at Dolphins. So not really going to cover this one too much, but it'd be interesting from a perspective on this side just to see depth charts on the Miami side. But also, you know, are the, are the Titans any good? What, is, what does their offense look like? Because they should, if they've if they've stepped forward and, and they're a decent offense, they should be beating someone like the Dolphins. Yeah, this is definitely something where I'd back the Titans. Obviously, I've I've come out and said quite a lot um, on here and on social media. I'm backing the Titans for quite a good season, actually, and this, this is definitely the game that they should be looking at. Yeah. First game, 
although it's on the road, it should be seen as one that they should be winning. And, you know, if, it, if it's one that they are going to be, if it's a season where they are going to be right up there, and if you've got playoff aspirations again, then this is a game that they really need to be winning. Yeah. If they start losing games like this, then, then my, my faith in them especially has been misplaced. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a it's, it's a bit of a pick'em I think in in the betting. So yeah, I'd, I'd certainly would take the Titans. Um, not really too much. Obviously, the backfield in in Tennessee is an interesting one to see market share of and touch share uh, between Lewis and Henry. Um, might be a bit of a Henry game, but I think Dolphins are a bit a bit depleted and. Um, but yeah, it'd be, just be interested to see the dynamic and how they how they use the the guys there. Yeah, definitely. I think it's been an interesting. Um picking fantasy, whether you've gone for Dion Lewis or whether you've gone for Derek Henry. Obviously very different backs, as we've seen with that picture that almost went semi-viral mm. with them standing next to each other. Mm. Uh, it depends you know, it depends how they're going to use them. That's always a gamble when yeah. you don't really know how that's going to line up in the first few weeks. Mm. Uh, I've personally avoided both of them uh, completely, just from the uncertainty. But if you pick right, then I think you're going to have a really good player on your hands if you've got the one who's going to you know, have them have the lion's share. Yeah. Uh, because I think Titans are going to be they're doing quite a lot of good stuff on the ground. Mm. Yeah, talking of gambles as well, I really, um, <clears throat> I'm kind of predicting a, a Corey Davis, uh, maybe a breakout. Obviously, he picked up really well last towards the end of last season when he got healthy. This is the kind of game where he could he could have a, you know, 100-yard, two-touchdown game as well. Um, so that'd be quite interesting. Obviously, Mariota's had some accuracy issues in the in the off-season. But, yeah, Corey Davis is, is a guy that's interesting to me. I know you're overpaying in, in your drafts for him. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a perfect opportunity for him to carry on his his uh, his efforts like he did against Kansas City and uh, was it the Patriots as well? Yeah, I think he scored I think he scored in both those games, didn't he? Yeah. He definitely scored against Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's a, he's a guy that I've got kind of a, a little eye on as well. But let's move on. Uh, so we don't. That's probably more than the Titans and Dolphins game should have gotten. Bengals at Colts is another dumpster fire of a game. Um, but I, uh, where where there's a dumpster fire, there's fantasy points to be had. And um, Andy Dalton, Joe Mixon, AJ Green, John Ross. I mean, they could have an absolute field day here. Yeah, if you've got Joe Mixon, I think he's a he's a definite star on this. You know. We're all looking at the Colts' defence and we're all wondering you know, where any sort of good play is going to come from. They've got a couple of decent players, but as a unit as a whole, I think they're going to be pretty shaky. Um, so, yeah, Joe Mixon's definitely one for me. He's going to get a lot of touches, I think. And, yeah, he could, he could really feast on that defence. Yeah. And then on the Colts' side, obviously everyone's looking at Andrew Luck and whether his shoulder will hold up and how he'll look after such a long time out. Uh, so that'll be another interesting point just to keep an eye on. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, um, obviously T.Y. Hilton's stock is boosted if if Andrew Luck is there. And it, Bengals' defense isn't great. I think Burfecht is suspended again for the first couple of games, so um, Bengals aren't that great on defense. So Andrew Luck could exploit that, and it could be a good game for for Ryan Grant as well as a deeper pick, maybe in in, in the DFS type stuff or the daily stuff. Um, but T.Y. Hilton should should have a good game as well. This one could be a, could be a sneaky sneaky high score or two. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it depends on the use. I think um, on the Bengals side, one one player that's really going to uh, step up and shine is William Jackson, the corner. Yeah. Because if he can take care of Hilton, I don't think he'll travel with Hilton by any means. But if he can, um, if he can take Hilton out of the game when he's gardening, then that could be uh, a little little uh, feather in his cap there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you, one thing is for sure: just leave the Colts' backfield well and truly alone. Yeah, until later in the season when someone emerges, definitely. Yeah. I've got Naheem Hines stashed away yeah. in a couple of leagues, yeah. perhaps for later in the season. Yeah. But yeah, when it's early on, I would be yeah, staying away from I'd stay away from Colts players altogether, to be fair. But yeah, definitely until later in the season. Yeah. 
Okay, moving on. Last last six o'clock game, Steelers at Browns. It could be an interesting one here. Obviously, divisional game. Uh, it be interesting to see how far the Browns have come. Obviously, Hard Knocks has given us a good insight into what has gone on and how bad uh, Coach Hugh Jackson is. Um, but do we, is it all going to be one-way traffic here for the Steelers? I don't think so, you know. I think this is going to be quite an interesting game. Obviously, it's in Cleveland. They'll have the, the home support. And I think they'll they'll have like quite a lot of energy about them. I think they've come off. Hugh Jackson side, I think they've come off really well on, over in Hard Knocks, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I think it's really given them a good shot in the arm. Um, the Steelers often, to my memory, don't actually play that well against the Browns, even though they eventually do win. Yeah. Well, they make hard going a bit. I remember, was it, uh, they had played quite early on last season. Maybe it was the first game then as well. And the Steelers just made such hard work of the Browns. And obviously the Browns are a lot more talented than they are now. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I think they could I think they could cause an upset there. If I'd have to pick, I might go for a Browns win. Mm. Yeah, no. Yeah, right. it, it'd probably be a, a popular one. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be a low scorer. Yeah, uh, yeah, it could be a low score. I think it was a low score last year as well. Um, but uh, am, I, am I right in thinking? I can't remember. Obviously, we're recording this on Saturday. But am I right in thinking that Josh Gordon's not playing in this week? I don't think he is. No, no, I don't think so. I think he's. Obviously, he stepped away from football for a little bit, and I think they want to get him 100% before he's going to step on the field. Yeah. yeah but so that, that Browns, the offense has got uh, you know enough talent on it, and obviously got top, the future head coach, Todd Haley, there now calling the plays, and he's a really good offensive mind as well. Yeah. He causes his old team a few problems. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A good little bit of a uh, grudge match revenge game, if you like. Um, yeah, just to, to, just a bit of word of warning there for any Josh Gordon owners that he might have him in the flex or obviously he'd been drafted in maybe the third, fourth or fifth rounds. Just uh, just be aware that he probably won't be playing week one, but just um, keep, an eye, keep an eye on the news. Um, but uh, obviously, yeah, Jarvis Landry um, should should get some decent should get a decent workload for, for PPR purposes as well. So, yeah, good good way to start the season there for, for Jarvis Landry owners who maybe got him quite cheap at the start of the, start of the off-season um, there. Okay, let's move on to the 9 o'clock games. First one up, 9.05, um, obviously our time, not their time. Uh, Chiefs at Chargers, uh, probably one of the games of the weeks for me. Um, obviously, Pat Mahomes on, on travelling to the... Is it still the StubHub Centre? I can't remember if they've moved, they've moved house yeah. yet. It's still the stub hub for a couple more seasons. I think it's 2020, the oh, really? first season, uh, moving to the, the new stadium. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah, interesting game. Obviously, Chargers should be better for the run in that stadium in, in their second season. Chiefs don't really travel too well either, so uh, Philip Rivers and co. should have a field day uh, against this defence as well. Mike Williams uh, is one of my favourite picks of the whole off-season to, to emerge as the what the, the first-round talent that he was drafted to be. Obviously, Keenan <coughs> Allen is there as well. No Hunter Henry, but I, I'm hoping that Chargers put up put down a marker here for, for the rest of the season against a, a sorry Chiefs defence. That's it. It's got, it's got to get, get to the point now where we've got to start winning these games against the Chiefs. Um, it's obviously something that we've not managed to achieve in the last four years, which is quite embarrassing. Um, but this is it. You've got to set down that marker. You've got to beat Andy Reid, uh, who's obviously a great, great coach. and had the had the Chargers number quite recently. Um, yeah, this is it. You've got to step up if you're going to have aspirations to go to the Super Bowl and win win it all. Which is what, as Chargers fans, we should be aiming for. So that's what I'm sort of looking at this season. Not saying that we will do it, but that's aspiration. Um, this is a game that you sort of got to win, um, and especially against a divisional rival, the divisional champion, uh, reigning divisional champion. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be interesting because obviously the Chiefs have got worse on defense. Um, apart from Hunter Henry, so this is quite a complete offense and for the Chargers. And obviously you've got the rookie quarterback, not rookie quarterback, but you know what I mean. Yeah. 
Um, against, you know, possibly another one of these top defences. Um, and are they going to cause any problems? Obviously, Gus Bradley's a great defensive coordinator. He's going to throw some tricks at Mahomes as well, I think. And uh, hopefully we'll catch him out a few times. Mm. Yeah, no, I say hopefully, uh, fingers crossed for, for a Chargers winning this one. Might be worth playing the Chargers defence. You could pick up quite a few interceptions if Pat Mahomes kind of gets a bit of stage fright in week one. Yeah, and as well, because uh, uh, obviously Joey Bosa, one of the best at forcing fumbles on sacks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that, hopefully that'd be good. Uh, a game that probably won't be as good. Seahawks at Broncos, obviously staying uh, NF- AFC West, uh, meets NFC West in this one. Interesting to see how what, how depleted the Seahawks are. Uh, Rashad Penny obviously had a, an injury uh, and is probably going to share the backfield with Chris Carson. It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out over the course of the season. Royce Freeman, um, obviously, yeah, was it Vance? Was it Vance Joseph? Uh, I can't. But the who's the who's the Sorry. Denver Broncos head coach? Yeah, Vance Joseph. Yeah, yeah Vance Joseph. Was he was he a former Charger? Was he a former Charger? Sorry, so I've just sorry, just broke up totally. Sorry. That's right. Uh, was was Vance Joseph the former charging the the uh, Chargers head coach? No, he was with um, he was with the Dolphins before Broncos. Okay, I'm just putting that out of nowhere then. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, just interesting. He's obviously come out and said Devontae Booker is the starter, and but surely that's only starter in name. Uh, I can't I can't have Booker as the starting money back. For, for that team, Royce Freeman's looked okay in preseason. Scored a couple of touchdowns, looked quite elusive, um, which is a bit worrying for a guy that you're taking in third and fourth rounds of drafts because he's he's shot up draft boards over the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I can see a Broncos win here. Case Keenum obviously coming over. Got this, you still got the wide receiver core of Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. Cortland Sutton could be an interesting deep dive uh, for fantasy players as as well. But it could be quite an interesting one just to, just to see because these are kind of middle of the road teams. I think that are expected this year. Obviously, I've got my Broncos against your Chiefs as a match bet. So hopefully, we can start off with a Broncos win here. Yeah, I can't see it going any other way. Obviously, it's a difficult place to go and play. Uh, for any sort of road team that's coming in, and especially one that's depleted as the Seahawks at the moment. Um, obviously, we've still got good players on both sides of the ball um, on offence, um, but the defence, obviously, on the Seahawks side is going to be really, really depleted, uh, and I can't see it going any other way. Um, but one one thing to watch, I would say, is the pass rush of the Broncos versus the O-line of the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson might be, uh, has to be on his toes, and I think he'll be moving around quite a lot. I think he'll be scrambling. Yeah. Um, which could lead to some sacks, but also could lead to some big plays because we know that the Seahawks do practice the, the scramble drill quite a lot with Russell Wilson. So maybe Doug Baldwin could be a sneaky pick to uh, sort of fight the uh, the pass rush there. Yeah. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know, obviously Doug Baldwin came out the last couple of days and said that he's expecting to have his knee injury or his little knee niggles uh, over the course of the season uh, and play be playing at 80 to 85% as well. So just bear that in mind, obviously, when there'll be games, obviously, where he doesn't really post up a lot and no doubt that you'll all tilt on Twitter. Um, so just bear that in mind when you put him in your starting lineups. Moving on to the game of the week for me, Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys at Panthers. Um, it's on Sky Sports. Uh, I think you're, you're unfortunately for everyone but Cowboys fans, there'll be a lot of Cowboys on Sky Sports over the first couple of uh, first month or two, um, which is great news for me. Not so much for you, um, but I, unfortunately, I, I can't see a Cowboys win here. I think the Panthers' defense could be could be a decent shout. Obviously, the O line troubles over in Dallas. Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, obviously uh, uh, Travis Frederick is out. Zach Martin should be okay. But it'd be interesting to see how the the line holds up. 
Panthers aren't obviously the defense involved, but I think they're still a decent defense. And the Cowboys may, unless unless they can establish the run, Dak Prescott could struggle a little bit, and Panthers could win this one. Yeah, this is the this is the game of the week for I think you and Dallas Cowboy fans, obviously Panthers fans as well. But I think that's it. Unfortunately for me, I'll be watching the Chargers on Game Pass, so I, I'll miss this one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying. I think the the key to this game is Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Dallas obviously going to try and go back to the 2016 formula, where Zeke uh, was a star man. He controlled the clock and kept the the defense off. And I know that you've mentioned that quite a lot of the quite a lot over the summer. Uh, but I think that's got to be the formula. And um, I'd back you know I'd back Zeke to have a, a big game against the Panthers. You know, like you said yourself, the Panthers' defense isn't what it used to be. Um, they've lost uh, Starlude Staley up front as well, so Zeke could be yeah. um, could have some holes to run through if the backup linemen can can have their way. Obviously, it's not the Great Wall of Dallas with Frederick and Martin, but um, you know it could still have still have some uh, some good lanes to open up and some some good success against this team. Yeah, yeah. A couple of players I like in this. If this could one could be could be a sneaker high score as well. Um, a couple of players I like for a fantasy. Uh, it'd be interesting to see the wide receiver depth. Uh, chart Alan Hearns, I think, will will um, blow blow out his ADP price and, and have a decent should have a decent game. Um, and on the other side, DJ Moore just seems to be he could rack up a hell of a lot of of, of receptions. Obviously, you've, you've still got Greg Olson now back there, Devin Funchess. But I think DJ Moore could be a focal point of the attack. And Christian McCaffrey, obviously, out of the backfields, is probably going to get a lot of work if the preseason is anything to go by. With North Turner there, you know, who likes to employ. Uh, a one maybe a main focused running back so CJ Anderson bit there's a bit of been a, a bit of cold water thrown on on his maybe not necessarily breakout but you know, maybe a, a solid season there so it'd be interesting to see yeah there's, there's quite a lot of of depth chart plays here in this game so it'd be quite an interesting watch um I mean you, what you can do Lee is is get your game pass up put do do a double box put the Chiefs charges in a really small box in the bottom right hand corner and just have the big Cowboys <laughs> have the big Cowboys screen on the <laughs> um yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure you won't yeah, no, I'll definitely be putting my full attention on the Chargers and probably being quite stressed as well. Because although we, we both back the Chargers for winning, it's never, it's never easy. It's, never, it's always stressful. No. Uh, but yeah, just going back to the Dallas Panthers game. Um, yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey versus the, the defense of the Cowboys will be quite interesting. Obviously, he's going to get quite a lot of carries, quite a lot of work, quite a lot of receptions as well. So him against the likes of Jalen Smith and, um, and Sean Lee, the linebackers are then maybe the slot uh, receiver role, one that the McCaffrey will play as well. So maybe against, I don't know, is it Jordan Lewis you playing in the slot at the moment? Yeah. So yeah, McCaffrey versus Jordan Lewis will be another little matchup. The Panthers will be trying to move him around and get him involved. And uh, yeah, he's going to be one who's going to have to be kept under wraps. Mm. Yeah, and I, I really like our front seven. Uh, the back end is, made, is a bit maybe too too youthful um but yeah no, i really like our front seven this season be interesting to see actually how they play against caroline panthers who have a shocking offensive line as well so demarcus lawrence and randy gregory and, and all the rest of those should there should be quite a lot of sacks actually in this game um yeah, with the scrambling quarterbacks as well so and we haven't even really touched on cam newton um who should, who should have a good day as well but um yeah let's move on to the last the last uh of the 9 925 games redskins at cardinals bit of uh Bit of an underwhelming one this one. Obviously, Darius Geis has gone uh, down for the season for the Redskins. Um, but again, these are two middle of the road kind of teams, so it'd be interesting to see kind of who who's better than who here. Cardinals, obviously, uh, Tyrone Matthew has, has moved over to the Texans now, and the on offense, I think it'd probably be Sam Bradford that starts. Uh, but there's not really a lot going here on 
on offense for the Cardinals, except for maybe DJ and uh, Larry Fitzgerald. So it's not really a game I'm really interested in, but could be quite an interesting one going forward in terms of, you know, kind of pecking orders, if you like, or power rankings. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a bit of a middle-of-the-road game. Um, obviously, you've got uh, Alex Smith, who's going to be quarterback in the, the Redskins. He's obviously not the most exciting quarterback to watch in the world. And then obviously, they've had the winds taken out of their sails by Darius Geis' injury. There was someone arrived back to rookie of the year, um, offensive rookie of the year at least, um, and was really forward to watching. And then you've got the Cardinals, who are going to be caught back by Sam Bradford, who everyone's kind of just waiting to get injured and Josh Rosen coming in. But then at the same time, you've got Josh Rosen, who's not really that great in the preseason, uh, behind the dreadful offensive line, although. Um, so it's a bit. Yeah, when you look at the quarterbacks, it's not a most exciting contest. And the offense is not going to be that exciting either. It's going to be quite a turgid, defensive, low-scoring game Mm. that hopefully no one but the fans of each team will watch. (laughs) No, absolutely, yeah. For for those of a bit of a deep dive, Ricky Seals-Jones could have a good game in this one. Um, He's obviously going undrafted, but if if you're a bit stuck or, say, if you've got a Jordan Reed in your team and you need a bit of a backup, Ricky Seals-Jones can be there. He could have a decent game too. Okay, moving yeah. on to, the, yeah, no, I really like, I don't know, last couple of, so a I, I, bit of a background, obviously I drove down from Scotland to South London uh, today at the time of recording for, for my draft, there's quite a lot of podcasts I listen to, um, and Ricky Sears-Jones was kind of a name that's, that's stuck in my head, obviously I knew of him last season, was, you know, but big things are expected of him, so he could be he could be a useful waiver wire pickup week one, week two, you heard it here first. Um, yeah, moving on to the Sunday night game, Sunday night football, Bears at Packers, um, which is obviously a good way to, to kick off Sunday night footballs. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, on the back of his massive pay deal, uh, his paid contract extension. Obviously, we'll see him now probably end his career at Lambeau. Interesting to see how the Bears kind of shape up against the Packers here. Packers uh, have improved their defence over the offseason, uh, mainly through the draft. But it'll be interesting to see what kind of team... The Bears and Matt Nagy kind of put out how they how they play and whether or not they can put up enough to, to scare the Packers. But this could be a high score out of this one. Yeah, I think it could be. Um, obviously, Bears are sort of a low-key, sort of hyped-up team throughout the off-season with their additions that they've made, obviously, at head coach and throughout the team in free agency in the draft. They've not looked too great in pre-season due to Mitchell Trubisky not looking like he's made a bit of a step forward. It's a bit worrying because I've drafted a few of their players and I've, I've been quite interested in the Bears for the off-season. Uh, but obviously, like I say, in the pre-season, it's not called football for me. Uh, hopefully in the regular season, they'll make the step up with the full playbook at his disposal. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this one shapes out because obviously Aaron Rodgers, who will be back to full form and fitness and also with uh, you know a significantly heavier wallet nowadays. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be going, going to be good. I think it's going to be quite exciting. Um, the offenses of both teams should be better than the defenses of the other team. Yeah. yeah, could be quite a high scorer within the division as well. So it's always a bit of more edge to a divisional match rather than uh, an interconference match. Say, mm. yeah, no, it's going to be a good one for the people who stay up late on the early on Monday morning. Yep, and uh, I will be one of those staying up early Monday morning because I have the Monday and the Tuesday off, so happy days for me. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the Tuesday the Tuesday morning games or Monday night football games, obviously. Uh, there's two For some reason, they, they decide on putting two uh, every week one of, of the season. Not quite sure why that is the case, but um, unfortunately, they've put the second one. The second game is the better one, but the ho-hum. Jets at Lions is the first one up, uh, which is just after midnight uh, our time. Jets at Lions. Not really too much here to get too excited about. Sam Darnold obviously looks like he'll get the start. Uh, Treddy Bridgewater obviously... 
for those that don't know, has been traded to the Saints. Lions, obviously a bit revamped there. Uh, Matt Patricia, the new head coach there. Be interesting to see how that backfield plays out and whether or not Kerryon, how you know how long it is until Kerryon Johnson gets the full time gig there. Uh, Amir Abdullah, I think by all means is is going to be cut at some point before this game. Um, what what any any takeaways for this game for you? Uh, yeah, just you touched on it yourself. But yeah, seeing how Sam Darnold performs, obviously it's, it says quite a lot about his development over the past few months that they felt that Teddy Bridgewater was in a position that he could be traded away. Yeah, They've done really well, for my money, to, to basically flip an asset for a half a million dollars yeah. uh, for a third-round pick. Um, Bridgewater was playing well as well, by, by all accounts. I've not seen all games of any Jets full games, but I've seen highlights and he He's looked really good. Not everything I've read has been really positive about Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. And yeah, so that, that says a lot about Sam Darnold. So all eyes on him, really. Uh, against uh, Matt Patricia, who's obviously come over from New England, very defensive-minded coach, and runs a really good defense as well. I think that we've got good assets on the defense um, in Detroit as well. Not a not a star defense by any means. Not going to be in the top five, but they've got some useful players, and I think Matt Patricia's going to get the most out of the players that he's got. So throwing him at a rookie quarterback coming in for his first start it, sort of on the road as well is going to be quite difficult. So that's going to be the one to watch down on versus the defence for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the the Lions. It's it's, it's sink or swim time for for Matt Patricia as a head coach. Obviously, it's his first uh, first attempt at it. It'll be quite interesting to see. Um, from an offensive standpoint, uh, Robbie Anderson, who's a guy that I've picked up a hell of a lot uh, in drafts over the last week or so, uh, quite late. I'm um, not quite sure if see if you know watch out for his uh, any impending suspensions. Maybe maybe a couple of games from what I've heard, uh, which initially from the start of the off season could have been quite a, a lengthy one, but seems to all kind of cleared way. Uh, and I think just the you know the way the NFL do they conduct their investigations, it might be 2025 until a suspension comes down. <laughs> Um, but let's move on to the last game then of the week. Rams at Raiders could be a bit of a, a feisty one this one. Um, quite a lot of people I know are going for the hero shot of, of saying that Oakland could win this game. Um, it's, a, it's a very interesting game this one. There's quite a lot of different dynamics. It'll be interesting to see what kind of Raiders we get this year uh, with John Gruden obviously taking over the head coach there. Um, you know, it could be quite an interesting game for the for the Rams first up obviously without still a, that star-studded defense and obviously the the highest scoring offense from last season. I can't say anything but a Rams victory here. To be fair, um, they're my one of my favourite teams this year for the not for the Super Bowl title. To be fair, um, Oakland, like you say, it's a bit, it's a, bit of a mystery. We've, we've gone through this in the past. Um, we don't really know what we can get from them. Um, then they're going to miss Khalil Mack uh, due to this contract dispute, this kind of ridiculous contract dispute that's gone on. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to weaken them significantly, especially against quite a high-powered uh, offense. Yeah, that's a good point. I think Jared Goff's going to feast. I think they. You've got a plethora of wide receivers that are going to going to have good games as well because Jared Goff's going to be able to spread it round um, to you know he's he's open target really um, a bit of a deep dive on sort of tight end picks another one uh, I think Gerald Everett's going to have a really good season oh I thought you were going to um, go Jared Cook then <laughs> <laughs> no I think he's going to I think he's going to emerge the young uh, tight end okay. uh, I think he's going to become quite a favourite target of Jared Goff over the middle. Mm. Yeah, I think this one this one could be a high scorer as well, actually, despite the Rams obviously being star-sided on, on defence, because I think the Raiders will, will need to keep up with the Rams. Brandon Cook's been interesting to see how integrated he is into the offence, obviously coming over for quite a hefty uh, investment price. But yeah... I, I can't see anything but a Rams win as well, but there's something just in the back of my mind. I mean, you know, it's the last game up. Everyone expects a Rams win. Everyone's got their money on, and then just the Raiders just blow it, blow it out of the water, and and just annoy everyone. 
but then will continue to be poor for the rest of the season. But yeah, be interesting to see. I'm interested to see, obviously, Marshawn Lynch has looked good in the off-season. In the pre-season games, he's looked really slim. He's looked like a powerhouse. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how well he can perform against this this defence. But yeah, you're right. Khalil Mack, actually, that's a, that's a really good uh, pivotal point uh, on the game. Khalil Mack not being there, obviously, will help the Rams steamroller that, that defence that was obviously poor last season. Just just a quick point on the, the, the contract dispute and... This, this is just pure speculation. It's got no background behind this, but wouldn't it have been clever for the Rams, knowing that Mac is probably waiting for Donald to have his contract renewed so he can better it or match it and set the bar? Wouldn't it have been really clever for the Rams to have waited this long, knowing that Mac will hold out of the game against them? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, the sneakier things have happened. Yeah, you know, maybe it was agreed a long time ago, but they just didn't announce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Right. Yeah, so that's glitterati stuff there, Lee. That's maybe, for... maybe I'm being a bit, bit too conspiracy theory about it. <laughs> but it's something that crossed my mind that it, you know it's something that, like you say, sneaky things have happened. These things happen in the NFL, but maybe maybe it's one of those things that crossed their mind as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd certainly more more sceptical things have, have happened in the NFL, so I certainly wouldn't put it past uh, that that could p- p- potentially be in the case. So. Um... Yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be an interesting game, but I say with Khalil Mack holding out, I think Rams should should be just fine. Okay, so that pretty much wraps up the week one then. So do, um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll go through my starts of the week at the different positions, and then um, we'll get you to to bestow your your knowledge on us as well. So I'm going to start off at quarterback. Philip Rivers, I think, should have a, a field day against Kansas City. Um, I did I did initially put Andy Dalton, but I didn't want to double up on Cincinnati Bengals, um, where because I got have gone Joe Joe Mixon for the running back, wide receiver. Uh, I've I had a couple, so I've got three. But I, I, Corey Davis uh, is a guy that I, I've just got a sneaky suspicion could have a really good game. Obviously, on the back end from from last season and kind of picking up where he left off last season. But the other ones I circled: DJ Moore and Stefan Diggs as well. I, I expect to have really good games uh, in Week One. Tight end position: Ricky Seals Jones. There wasn't really much um, apart from maybe Gronk, but there wasn't there wasn't really much in the way of tight end that I really got excited about. So I went really really deep, and, and Ricky Seals Jones could be a one that could. Could win you, could win you the tight end position uh, in week one, and then defense. Obviously, we said it before. Ravens defense should uh, should be able to maul up the, uh, the and put up a big score against the Bills. I'm not doing kickers. Yeah, no, I, I think they're they're all good shouts. Um, yeah, definitely. I think they're all really good shouts. Um, so the, for me to start off at the quarterback, um, we we kind of talked about the other quarterback in this game uh, just a moment ago, but I think um, Matt Stafford against the Jets defense has got a, a high score written all over it. I think he'll be able to have his way with uh, with the Jets' defense. There. He's got a lot of targets. Obviously, we mentioned Kenny Golladay earlier. He's actually going to be the number three receiver after Marvin Jones and Golden Tate. Um, they're they're going to be able to mix it up now with a bit of running game, which Detroit have never had. Um, you know, with, uh, with they've got a couple of running backs back there now, and they, they'll be able to mix it up and use them in the right situations. Hmm. Yeah, Matt Stafford for me at quarterback. Um, running back wise, uh, yeah, I would go for Joe Mixon as well. Um, we, we mentioned it before, but I think he could have a monster score against the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, then moving on to wide receiver, we're going to have. Um, who do I go for? Oh, I just lost it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go a bit left field here, um, but I think Juju Smith-Schuster could have a really good game against the, the Browns. Okay. Um, you know, it, we mentioned this being maybe a bit of a low-scoring game, but maybe if it's not, if it goes the other way, then I think he could have a really good game against the Browns. They're going to obviously to take um, Antonio Brown out of the game. 
But I think uh, the one to profit could be the guy on the other side. And I think Smith Schuster could have a really good game. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, going back to the Vikings game against the 49ers, you went for Stefan Diggs, but I've gone Adam Thielen. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to be as good on offense, uh, sorry, on defense as they are on offense to the 49ers. So I think uh, either one of Diggs or Thielen, I think they could be having a good game. I think whoever ends up playing against Richard Sherman as much, because I don't think he's going to have uh, a resurgence in his career. I think he's lost a step. I've seen. Um, quite a few videos on Twitter and Facebook about um, Richard Sherman getting burned because uh, he just lost a step after his athlete injury. injury. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, the Titans uh, have got a good uh, tight end. So they've got Delaney Walker. I think he could have a good game over the middle for Marcus Mariota against the Dolphins. Um, he's one to watch for me. He's someone that I've tried to target in drafts, but I've not managed to actually get him at all, which is quite disappointing for me. Uh, I didn't want to overdraft a tight end, so... I've kind of missed out on him there, but I think he's one to watch, especially with me um, sort of raving over the Titans for the whole season almost. Mm. And then, yeah, just going back to the defence, obviously going to go back to what we both said earlier on about the, the Ravens versus the Bills. Um, and then maybe another one just to just to mix it up, uh, maybe the Broncos against the Seahawks as well, because they're going to get quite a few sacks perhaps against um, against Russell Wilson's offensive, offensive line. Mm. And, you know, if he's going to be forced into mistakes and he's, he's not um, immune from throwing the other pick, no, no, I like it. No, I like it a lot. Actually, yeah, sack-wise, it should uh, should be a fair few amount of sacks there with Von Miller and Bailey Chubb, obviously, either side of the defensive end there. Yeah, just word word on, on Delaney Walker, I think I think maybe that's another one to check the injury news for uh, heading into the, the into the game. I think he's struggling a little bit with, was it toe, is it maybe a toe injury? I can't remember um, off the top of my head. But yeah, no, just, just keep an eye out for that. Completely missed that. I'm glad I've not got him in my league now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I, I think I heard something. That he's 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 just struggling a little bit with a toe injury. I think so. Again, yeah, just before you know Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, just uh, give that a little check before you set and set your lineups. Okay, so uh, just to give you a, an, another option, obviously we both went for Joe Mixon at running back. Leonard Fournette is another guy that I think should uh, should be near the top the top end of the running back scorers. Uh, as well okay so that's that's pretty much just week one uh week one in the books lee uh very much looking forward to it uh hopefully we'll be we'll be both char- cheering on the chargers and the cowboys um i'll, I'll take it for granted that you'll char- you'll cheer on the cowboys for me <laughs> um, <laughs> and i look forward to to doing this again next week where we uh we look back and and get everything right yes definitely looking forward to looking forward to the season looking forward to uh going through the season with you and uh, discussing things as we go along yeah should be a good season Cool. All right, mate. Enjoy, enjoy the week one slate of games and we'll, we'll speak to you next week. Yeah, we'll speak soon. All right, cool. thank you. Bye. Next up, time to punt. Okay, it's time to win you some quiche and uh, who better to, to get onto the show than Adam Wolford or AKA at Touchdown Tips. Uh, Adam, excited for week one? I can't wait, mate. Yeah, it's been a long, long off-season. What, eight months, whatever it is in the off-season? It's stupidly long. So, yeah, I can't wait now. I've been on, I've been on all the bookies' websites, refreshing their pages, waiting to see when they when they go up with the with the bets. Unfortunately, they haven't gotten uh, any time touchdown score yet, but that's obviously weekend stuff. Obviously, we're recording this a bit early as well than we'd, we'd like to be, but uh, ho-hum, we'll, we'll go for it. And obviously... We are, our bets and tips are going to be so good that it doesn't even matter what the uh, the spreads and the prices are come Sunday, they're still going to win. It is what we do. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, before before we get to the, the weekend uh, stuff, we'll, we'll obviously have a little preview of the opening night. Eagles uh, obviously hosting the Falcons. 
Um, I don't know how about I don't know what you feel like about this game, but obviously Nick Foles uh, seems to be confirmed as a starter now, uh, which means the the handicap the spread price has obviously come into two and a half. I've seen now. Obviously, we've uh, uh, been banging the drum for a couple of weeks now when it was up what four point five back in July, I think, put in one of our previous shows. So it's it's nice to see we're getting a bit of value on that. Yeah, a little bit gutted that we um we didn't. Oh, I, I personally didn't get on at the time, despite mentioning it. There's there's a couple that have massively uh, shortened in in lines um, in odds that uh, we really should have gotten at the time. But hey, that's what happens. Yeah, no, I I I'm, I got on the Falcons. I got I got all over it. I just saw it. I saw it, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm on I'm on money line as well. Uh, I just think the Falcons were going to win. I've said it for weeks, um, and I'm just happy that. Obviously, it's a bonus that that Foles is playing. Uh, obviously, Alshon Jeffrey is also missing. I just can't see anything else. It just, yeah, you know, it just stares you right in the face. I was like, I just got, I've got to get on it. So I'm all over it like a cheap suit. So a couple of bets for me. Uh, like I say, I obviously see the Falcons winning. So, um, but a couple, I've gone for a couple of plays. So uh, money line is around about five to four now. So I'd still probably recommend that. And the other, the other two uh, on the total points yep. Yep. Un- under forty five and a half. I thought I think this is going to be. Uh, a low-scoring game, actually. Uh, I don't see. The, I, I think I really like the Falcons' defense this year, uh, and I just think they'll swallow Nick Foles up and and they'll limit the Philadelphia Eagles to to not a lot of points. Uh, and you know, it'll be quite a flat a flat atmosphere there when once the Falcons go in and you know, kind of make amends for their their playoff uh, playoff game last season. Yeah, they got kind of stuffed there last year, didn't they? they um, yeah. I say no. I apologise. Uh, the Falcons actually should have won last year. They should have won. Yeah, Julio I, I Jones, agree yeah. with you. I think, I think the defenses will probably both be on top in this game. So I, I'm not going to take the total one myself because I thought that same last year with the Chiefs and Patriots, mm. and that that was a very high scoring game. So okay. I won't take that, but I do agree with your logic. It's, it's the most logical thing is unders on a 45 and a half. Yeah, ten to eleven. Obviously, most of the most of these lines, obviously, all pickums. Uh, the other the other bet I quite like: the Falcons defense or special teams to score a touchdown any time. Eleven to four. Again, you know, Nick Foles uh, could be running around, throw some interceptions, could get pick six. Uh, but then even on on the other side, if the Falcons come in and again get a bit shy, uh, the Eagles defense there they've got they've got playmakers who who go for pick sixes, and obviously they did that quite a bit last season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're, they're ball hogs. Like you say, the, the Falcons' defence is lightning quick, so wouldn't surprise me at all if something like that happened. And yeah, Foles have been pretty awful for his season. Yeah, yeah. All right, is there any, anything you like in this game? Uh, well, obviously, I had a look at the... Um, I had a quick look at the markets, and uh, the uh, Zach Ertz was the only one that jumped out at me on mm. the player props. He's uh, under over 55.5 yards. Um, I think he'll go over that yards, given the fact, like you say, um, Alshon Jeffrey isn't playing. Mm-hmm. I think he, he will probably be the main target. Yeah. Do they have um, total t- total receptions for Zach Ertz? Uh, not yet. No, they haven't got total receptions on anyone yet. Mm-hmm. We're interested to see Ag- Ag- Aguilar and uh, Ertz. Is there anything, anything for in the region of four or five, maybe go over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I reckon for it's probably four and a half, five and a half. Yeah. Hopefully it's around that line. Yeah. And Aguilar probably about the same. I'd imagine it's will probably hit probably eight ish. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like given it. the fact that, like we say, he's got no main receiver, so it'll be between him, Ajayi, and Clement. I think probably out of the backfield. Yeah, yeah. So that was a bad shout. Yeah. Okay, that's the Eagles Falcons game then. Um, yeah. 
uh, looking forward oh, to the Falcons. I, Go on. The uh, the only anytime score I was looking at was Corey Clement. Okay. Uh, but at the moment, all we've got is fifteen to eight on him from Tybet. I think if you can get anywhere near three to one, I think that's probably a bet. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad chap. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, I'll see just him and uh, Jai in the backfield now, really, isn't it? Uh, over there, look at Blunt gone, and oh, Delwyn Sproles is there as well. He'd probably be a big price. Um, I think they, uh, for some reason, the Philadelphia Eagles seem to be wanting to get him a lot, a bit of a bit of action this season. So he'll he'll pop up pop up at a big price at some point in the season. Uh, Darren Sproles, uh, anytime touchdown scorer, but. Um, yeah, that's opening night. That's Eagles uh, hosting the Falcons. Hopefully we can get off the, the season to a good start there with the Falcons you know, just going in and demolishing demolishing the Eagles, taking them down. Let's move on to the slate of games on Sunday. Yeah, this is obviously why we are NFL fans. This is what we look forward to the most. So let's look at um, some money line then. Uh, Adam, is there any, anything, to, um, obviously I asked you pre, pre-podcast to, to maybe come up with a five-fold. To, uh, who, who have you gone for? Yeah, money line. Obviously, there's a few teams we spoke about about a month ago. Yeah, we got the Ravens. Still, they have reached that touchdown that we thought they would. Yeah, they're now minus seven favorites. But obviously, money line doesn't matter too much. I got the Ravens. Yeah, I've got the Titans. Ooh. I've got the Panthers. Yeah, I've got the Broncos and the Rams. There's my uh, money line. Nice. What does, what does that pay? That works out around around nine to one, so nice. not huge, but given the fact that Ravens are very big favours, the other in fairness, the other three, the other, sorry, the other four are around four to five point favourites, so they're not huge. Yeah. But yeah, nine to one for them five. Yeah, I, one thing I did look looking at the coupon, uh, apart from New Orleans and uh, maybe maybe one or two others like uh, New England or something. The the, the favourites actually quite fairly priced. I mean, Baltimore at four to eleven. I know that's almost nearly one to three, but when they were obviously like four four point five point favourites, uh, that'd have been a bit that'd have been a bit bigger. Um, but I thought you know some teams like Carolina, the Rams, uh, Chargers. I think they're all quite fairly priced actually. I think they, it's quite good for, for building up your Ackers. Um, I went for, so I've gone for two, So because I've included the Thursday game, obviously, with Atlanta. Um, I've kind of gone for a, a two-way, so you've got you've got something if, if but somehow the Eagles go in and, and, and win on Thursday, you've got a, a kind of a saver fivefold. But I've gone Atlanta, Baltimore, Minnesota, the Chargers, and Carolina, and that comes up to about 10.5 to 1 accumulator. Uh, if you take away the, the Falcons... Uh, and put the Rams in for the Sunday slash Monday accumulator at sixteen to one. So quite quite like those two, the double double digit prices. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I can't argue with any of them. They were all on my shortlist, so mm. I think um, I think we're all on both on the same page there. Yeah. What we do there for listeners out there, what we'll do is we'll post these on the website and we'll keep a running track as the season goes along. So that'll be uh, on the punting page come Saturday slash Sunday. Uh, and what we'll also do is on Saturday, we'll we'll post some anytime touchdown scores. We'll put we'll point you in the right direction now, um, but we'll we'll fill you in, or certainly I'll fill you in on Saturday slash Sunday with uh, fantasy football and uh, some anytime touchdown scores uh, accumulators there as well. So let's move on to the top five, uh, the handicap side of, of things. Adam, do you, know, do you want to kick it off? Uh, yes, my again uh, favorite probably handicap of the weekend is the Rams. Um, Rams minus four and a half at the moment. Uh, obviously, we all know what's going on with um, the Raiders, with Khalil Mack and everything. To be fair, everything that Gruden's done is just weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and given the fact that the Rams, they're probably the strongest squad in the um, definitely in the NFC. So therefore, in the league, I don't see how they're not going to 
decent touchdown. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, have you got five there, Adam, or is it just is it just that one or five on the handicap? Well, don't want to jinx my Bengals, but uh, Bengals <laughs> plus three. Yeah, in Indianapolis, I I think they could easily win on their money line. Yeah, um, the the Colts defense was awful from what I saw the other day. The offensive line was great, defensive line wasn't great. The secondary is not great. So, and the Bengals looked pretty damn good the other day. Mm. So, I wouldn't be surprised for them to win outright, let alone getting three points. Yeah. Uh, the Texans, it's always risky to back against the Patriots, but uh, the Patriots have no wide receivers. I mean, fair enough, they're going to do everything with probably the running backs from out the back from out of the um, backfield and with Gronk, but. They've, I think they've only got like three wide receivers on the roster. Mm. Uh, the two, the Texans are getting six and a half points, so I'll probably take that one. Yeah. Uh, who else was I after? Vikings minus six, risky, but the Vikings at home is a very good, very good team. Mm. And the 49ers, as much as I like Jimmy G, I think that their defense won't be able to hang with um, the Vikings and what they can do. Yeah. Uh, how many is that? <laughs> is that three? I think three it's three. Yep. <laughs> uh, and the Panthers, uh, unfortunately for you and your Cowboys, <laughs> I, I can't see I can't see them doing much. I think the Panthers minus three is very reasonable. Uh, you can get even money on that as well, so it's quite good. Mm-hmm. And then the Broncos are mile high, opening with the Seahawks. Uh, they're three point favourites as well. Mm. Um, so if you get them, um, Broncos minus three is ten to eleven. Uh, I, I I think that's a pretty decent bet, despite the fact that there seems to be a little bit of hype building on the other side of the uh, Seahawks now for some reason. But yeah. um, here's what it is. Yeah, and I saw that. Uh, I agree with a couple of you there for, on, on the spread. Vikings minus six I've got here. And I've also got Cincinnati plus three as well, so you'd be pleased to know that, that is, uh, that's on my list. Carolina, yeah, I, I fully expect Carolina to win by a field goal, and if not more, obviously the uh, offensive line concerns there. Um, could be it could be that the Dallas Cowboys get off to a slow start, um, but yeah, is what it is. Um, inter- yeah, interesting to see what they mix and match there. The other ones, obviously, Falcons plus two and a half, uh, Rams minus four and a half, uh, Tennessee minus one, and Baltimore minus seven are all kinds of ones that I've I've picked out there. So do what you will with those. Um, so do you want to do you want to give us your best your best couple of bets then for 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 the week? My best sort of the weekend, Rams minus four and a half, Broncos minus three, and probably AJ Green any time, but it depends on the odds. I reckon he'll be around 10 to 11, Okay. and I'd, I'd be quite happy with that. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so my best bet, so my nap is the Falcons money line, five to four. My next best is actually Cincinnati on the handicap, plus three evens, uh, which I saw earlier, okay. so... Yeah, those are the those are the, those are maybe my best my best two, and then the to to round out for the treble uh, Rams minus four and a half, uh, just a shade of obviously a uh, shade of odds on uh, obviously the Pickums. So if if we just um, if we just finish off then Adam with just a couple of any time touchdown scorers, obviously we don't know the prices yet uh, except for maybe the ones obviously that we've spoken about on the Eagles and Falcons, but maybe we will just point the guys uh, in the in the right direction. So do, do you just want to go? Do you want to hit first? Yeah, obviously, I just mentioned AJ Green. I think he'll be around 10 to 11 against the Colts. The Colts secondary is not very good, and the Bengals' pass uh, blocking was brilliant the other day. The run blocking, not so much, but their pass blocking was great. Gave um, Andy Dalton loads of time, and AJ Green is one of the best in the league. Uh, I've got Alex Collins to score against the Bills. 
with them being seven-point favourites, they're going to run the ball a lot, and Alex Collins is their main guy. Uh, uh for the Vikings against the 49ers. Admittedly, a very small sample size, but he looked like her cousin's favourite target in um, the preseason games I watched. Then you got Rex Burkhead or James White. I'd probably just take whoever's the big studs. I'd imagine it'll be James White uh, for the Pats against the Texans. And then finishing it off with the Jags and the Giants, I would go with Fournette or Barkley, whoever's biggest out of those two. Again, I think both of them are going to be trying to run the ball a lot. And whoever's the biggest odds out of them too, probably, probably going to be Barkley because the Giants are on the road. Giant, Giants are at home. Uh, are they? I believe so. I thought it was at. Uh, I thought it was at Jacksonville. Unless no, I'm, am I wrong? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I can't. You can, I can't you can delete that. that last bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure they're at home. The Giants, because I, 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 yeah, I, no, I've spoken right. about enough. Um, yeah, no, just a couple of things on there. Obviously, yeah, James White. Things with James White, and just a, a, maybe a tip before the season starts, with all the New England Patriots running backs, obviously James White, Rex Burkhead, Sonny Michelle. Just look at the variances between all the bookies, all the, you know, if you've all got loads of different accounts. Just maybe look at the variances, because it's quite, it's quite obviously a difficult backfield for fantasy. But also, you might find that some bookies have a bit of a variance uh, in, in their t- anytime touchdown uh, prices so yeah whilst whilst it might be hard to predict but if you if you know if you fancy one make sure you do shop around uh, and James White I, I, I think uh, will be the bigger price of the three uh, come Sunday uh, not not too sure obviously how, how they the bookies will attack it but yeah James White was was on my list as well um, I've, I've gone for John Ross in the uh, Cincinnati game I think I think it's just safe to say that we can just pile on anyone for Cincinnati maybe except Tyler Eifert um, if he probably not, won't even be on the field Um yeah, that could be it. Could be a five-six touchdown game for Cincinnati there, and you know, share just share the pie out and uh, and feast on it. Uh, the other one I've gone for, I've gone for a couple of big prices here. I I would assume that would be bigger than six to four slash seven to four. John Brown uh, for the Baltimore Ravens versus obviously Buffalo Bills. I'm, I think I'm buying in a little bit yep. into the fact that that Joe Flacco is a bit more healthier this season. He's got a bit of fire under his belly, uh, and he's going to throw a few more long bombs. Obviously, he's, he's he wasn't afraid to do that when he was healthy yeah, a couple of years ago. So John Brown obviously has, has t- maybe had more better and more glowing reviews in the off season than Michael Crabtree has. So maybe expect John Brown maybe to, you know, he's only missed one, uh, one training session this this off season, which is uh, is unheard of for him. Obviously, he's had soft tissue issues and um, is, is it sickle cell stuff that he's had in his, his yeah muscles sickle there, cell so. trait yeah. yeah so it just it make it just uh, sounds to me like he's maybe just turned turn the corner a little bit on that. So maybe he can he can start the season with a, with a touchdown there in Buffalo. You know, and they're not going to they're not great. Uh, whilst I'm not predicting Baltimore maybe to put six or seven touchdowns up, John Brown could certainly to. Take a long one to the house. Um, moving on to the Chargers. So, uh, again, what I tend to do is I target target weak defences. And Kansas City is another defence I think will be weak. Um, Mike Williams is a guy that you should, for the first couple of weeks at least, until he may, I, th- I think he'll take off. Might get some decent prices on Mike Williams. Anything maybe north of two to one uh, isn't within with outside the realms of possibility. Uh, Antonio Gates signing uh, made me pull my hair out. So I had to glue it back in. Um, but yeah, my, Mike Williams, I still think. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely so. be taking Mike Williams two to one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I really like it. Um, you know, he's he's a big body guy. Didn't really get a chance to shine last season due to injury in the back. Um, so hopefully he can come back and show what he is all about. Uh, he's looked he's looked uh, good in preseason too, snagging a t- touchdown or two that I saw. For the more speculative one, 
Uh, I've gone for Carolina and Dallas, uh, a defensive t- or, or special teams uh, score in, in that game. Now, some all the firms are a bit different in how they price that up. Uh, Adam, I believe you told me prior to the podcast that uh, Bet365 price up any defense to score around 74, 15 to 8. Yeah, defense slash um, special teams is generally around that price on um, 365. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that you found 11 to 4. Was that um, no, that seven, was seven just to four. defense, was it? Um, oh no, that was Atlanta defense. Uh, Atlanta defense for for Thursday, yeah, Falcons. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So specific team, specific okay. team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you fancy a certain team, like if you know, if you're a Jacksonville against the Giants or something like that, you know. But um, I, the reason I went for it in this game is Carolina offensive line is is awful, and Dallas's front seven is actually not too bad. Um, Randy Gregory there. Or I, th- I heard the other day he's in a bit of trouble again. Surprise, surprise. But Demarcus Lawrence, yeah. uh, Jalen Smith, you know, Sean Lee, Valentin Van Der Esch. I think I think there could be a lot of sacks there. And Cam Newton obviously scrambles a little bit. The offensive line is porous, um, resembles a cheese grater of sorts. And they, they could get like a strip sack fumble and, and return there. But also obviously Carolina. It's well documented about Dallas's uh, offensive struggles with Dak Prescott obviously towards the end of last season as well. And if that continues... Added in with the offensive line struggles there that they're having with injury and Connor Williams obviously not being able to maybe get up to speed as quickly as Dallas would have liked him. Again, you can you might see some interceptions there, some pick sixes, uh, fumbles, and, and and that kind of stuff as well. So I, I actually, you know, those two teams there are the kinds of teams that you know get pick sixes and and, and fumble returns uh, for for the opposing defenses. But also, it's the kind of game where special teams, you know, Carolina and Dallas have some have some playmakers on on each of those teams as well. So I actually quite like the seven to four. That or you know, fifteen to eight area for for a touchdown there. Yeah, it makes sense. And let's be fair, Cam isn't exactly the most uh, reliable of passes at the best of times. So no. if he's got Sean Lee back there, fully fit and actually being able to do what he wants, okay. then wouldn't be surprising to see him get a pick and maybe take it to the house. Yeah, no, we really like that. So yeah, I mean, what we do is uh, when we come when we come Sunday, we'll uh, put some prices to those and. Uh, We'll fill you in on how to make loads of quiche, but I think that pretty much that pretty much wraps it up uh, for for week one. Nice and nice and quick. Nice yeah, and one clean. one other one that um, while you were talking, then I was just thinking about it. it was um, obviously the Forty Nine ers last year. Jimmy G won five out of five or six out of six or whatever he won at the end of the season. Yeah, he scored five touchdowns. Yeah. So if you can get on over zero point five or over one and a half first half field goals. For the 49ers, at decent odds, probably mm. you're probably looking at ten to eleven, probably three to one for them too. Mm. That might be worth the bet. It's one that I'm going to keep an eye on yeah. for the weekend. That's a deep dive. That one. That is a that's a Tom Daly. I know it's a very very left field, but mm. it just popped into my head while I was um, searching through three six five just then. Yeah, that's a Tom. That's a Tom Daly off an Olympic size board into a pool there. So yeah, and no, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> too right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, Adam, what we'll do is obviously on 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 Saturday of the weekend, we'll get you to post your uh, some more picks for you for the for the Sunday games. Maybe go a bit deeper, get some prices on those anytime touchdown scorers, and then maybe maybe come up with a treble or something for handicaps, money lines, and maybe total. We'll look at maybe look at total points as well. But uh, we'll send that we'll send that over to you uh, via the via the internet waves, and we look forward to having your voice back on over this at the weekend. Yeah, nice one. Thank you, mate. Yeah, awesome. good to uh, good to come. Cool. Yeah, no, looking forward to to making loads of money over the weeks and having you on uh, and making hopefully all the listeners rich. So, um, you know, I can't wait to crash and burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we both know what's going to happen eventually. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna crash and burn like Nathan Peterman against Baltimore on Sunday. 
Well, yeah, fingers crossed for that one. <laughs> cool. All right, Adam, we'll speak to you soon, buddy. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for the tips and good luck with all your betting. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you. Good to speak to you. So there you have it. Week one is in the books for predictions and review, uh, previews. We'll be back on Saturday slash Sunday for a bit of an extra deep dive into fantasy football uh, kickers and some in-time touchdown scores as well. So I hope you can join us for that. I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my holiday, although I'm already enjoying it, uh, the beauty of pre-publishing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for being with us, joining us, and hopefully you can join us throughout this season as well. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.